everyone. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Chica Travel. My name is Lelo B and this week's episode of SA's number one travel podcast is proudly powered by Flight Center. I think I say this about most of my episodes, but honestly, this is one of my absolute favorites. And it's because we are talking about Namibia, a bucket list destination that I was only too happy to tick off my list. And I don't think I'm done with it though, because I'm already planning a return trip with my friends early next year and i will tell you why we've been pandemicking so hard you know sanitizing diligently running back to the house to get forgotten masks living like it's still level five well done south africa for making it this far we cannot change everything that has happened over the past couple of months but we do get to hit the reset button and make some new travel memories with the ones we love it's almost december meaning it's time to reconnect with our favorite destinations and this entire episode is about why you should consider namibia in your planning if you're thinking of going to namibia in terms of COVID protocols, you don't need to be vaccinated to travel to Namibia. All you need is a negative PCR test. And because this was my first international trip since COVID, I wasn't quite sure where I needed to go to get a test done. So I asked one of my friends and she actually told me about a mobile testing service where the healthcare professional comes to your house to come and do the test. How convenient is that? So I booked this via their WhatsApp line and they came to my house. I got my test results via email the next day. It was just a simple as that so that's my tip of the week for you <laughs> see i can't bearing gifts this week you can check them out on travac.co.za so it's travac.co.za if you want to book your mobile um test covid test now about my trip i visited namibia for seven days uh last month and it was quite a jam-packed trip our host really wanted us to to see all the highlights and my guest this week is actually one of the people that took care of us while we were in Namibia and I'm really really grateful that he made the time. We visited Venduk which to me felt like I was in Joburg and we were really only there for a meeting so we didn't get to do any touristy things. I'm not quite sure what touristy things are there in Venduk but if you're looking for the nightlife uh, in Namibia I think it, it would be the right place to go. Uh, plus, I saw that they've got some really, really amazing um, hotels. So after Venduk, we drove to Sestrim and stayed at one of the most beautiful lodges I have ever seen, which was Kwesi Dunes. It's in the Nami brand, uh, Nami brand Nature Reserve, which is close to Sources Flake because we wanted to go to Sources Flake to go see the uh, dead flake, you know, those beautiful dead trees, which are surrounded by those majestic uh, dunes. Big Daddy is also there. Uh, we also saw the Sestrin Canyon before driving uh, to Sokop Moon and Walvis Bay, where we got to do a living desert tour, as well as visit Sandwich Harbor. Now, Sandwich Harbor was my ultimate highlight for this entire trip. And Kenneth, my guest, is going to tell you why. And um, yeah, our last stop before flying back home was, ooh, guys, an eight-hour drive up north to Skeleton Coast, where we got to stay at another stunning location, the Shipwreck Lodge. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And um, I have posted it on my Instagram so you can go check it out and just see how beautiful it is. I really enjoyed myself in Namibia, guys. And you will hear from my conversation with Kenneth that, man, we have been missing out. <laughs> so here's my conversation with Kenneth, powered by Flight Center. Hello, Kenneth. Welcome to the Chica Travel Podcast. Hi. How are you, my dear? 
I am I am good and I'm so happy to be talking to you because you were one of our hosts in, in Namibia recently and we had an amazing, amazing time. Likewise, my dear, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm happy that I'm speaking to you again. You are really uh, a fun group of people that came to visit our beautiful country, Namibia, and I honestly had some great, great, great time with you guys. Awesome, awesome. We also had a good time. But now um, you run um, a business in Namibia called Sandwich uh, Dune Tours. Uh, what do you guys do? All right. Sandwich Dune Tours and Safaris is a tour operating company in Wolfish Bay. We are based in Wolfish Bay. It's a Namibian-owned company owned by myself and my wife, Helga. Um, our company um, mainly does tours around Wolfish Bay, you know, to areas like Sandwich Harbor, we do, uh, you know, your dolphin boat cruises. Um, we are also uh, in connection with other companies that we cater for, like, you know, your quad biking. So your activities basically around the coastal areas is what we cover for. Um, but we also started doing tailor-made tours. Uh, you know, we took over the company in 2018 uh, before I used to work for the company as a tour guide and manage the company as well. Uh, when we took over the company in 2018, we started doing tailor-made tours, uh, you know, where we do packages for our clients. You know, we find different variety of clients in different group levels. You know, you find your small packages, your medium packages, you find clientele uh, packages. So we, we made tailor-made packages for tours around Namibia, you know, mm-hmm. diff- visiting different areas of Namibia, mostly the most visited areas around Namibia, you know, so yeah. That's what we basically are. Awesome. And and when you look at the, the type of clients that you guys get, where are they usually from? Um, most of our clients are from Europe. Um, you know, uh, most clients that visit Namibia are mainly from your parts of Europe, like Germany, France. But uh, we've been having a lot of, you know, changes in clients coming from in other parts of Europe, like Eastern Europe, we started getting a lot of Polish clients uh, with a lot of clients from Russia as well. So Namibia is becoming very famous in those parts of Europe as well, most Eastern Europe countries. Uh, you know, we had clients as well as uh, from, you know, Northern America, part, but not that, not that much. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's starting to get a little bit, Namibia is starting to get famous in, in parts of North America as well. But let me say in a nutshell, Europe, mm-hmm. Uh, when you come to Africa, you know, our highest clientele obviously will be countries like Botswana, will be countries like, you know, our South Africa, uh, you know, mm. when the December holidays, a lot of South Africans come mm-hmm. through to Namibia and a lot of mm. guys from Botswana come through to Namibia. So, yeah, mm. that's, those are the areas of areas where we get our clients from. So when they come to Namibia in December, especially the people from Botswana and South Africa, what are they doing there? Because I heard that Namibia is like very hot around December time. Yeah. All right. December is, uh, you know, it's our summer season as, as South Africa and Botswana as mm. well. You know, uh, people from Botswana mainly come to Namibia. Uh, there's a lot of activities for them to do when they come to Namibia. You know, they do this. They, they love doing Sandwich Harbor because they don't have dunes in Botswana. Although the mm. Kalahari Desert is part of Botswana, the Kalahari Desert doesn't have any dunes. And you know, Botswana is a landlocked country, so they don't have any ocean. So Namibia is like mm. a little little paradise for them when they come down here. There's a lot of activities that we book them for, you know, 
mainly our sandwich harbor activities, the dolphin boat cruise activities. They do kayaking, they do quad biking, they do camel riding. Uh, we take them to the largest seal colony in Namibia, which is north of Swakopmund, um, mm. at a place called Cape Cross. Um, there's also an area called the Dead Sea where you can float, of, you know, because of the high density of salt in the water, little lake there. Um, people from South Africa. Uh, exactly. You, you missed that one. I next time we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 all right. People from South Africa mainly come here for fishing excursions or fishing tours, you know, fishing trips. Uh, but when they have time off from fish, yeah, boy, you know, <laughs> and I, I think we don't like water. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think also what I what I heard is that the majority of South Africans that come to Namibia are white South Africans, and less of us, the black um, people. Hundred, hundred percent. You know, white South Africans have been exploring Namibia greatly, not actually just the coastal areas of Namibia. You know, they like doing off-roading. So when they come, you know, they travel through the Northern Cape, um, Aramsley entrance or North Uber entrance, and they start touring us from, you know, the Fish River Canyon. We have the largest uh, fish, I mean, canyon in the world, which is called the Fish River Canyon. Mm. From there, they travel up to Sources Flay, where they look at the beautiful uh, dunes in Sources Flay and, you know, take, do part of the activities in Sources Flay before they head to the coast. So mm-hmm. they they do a little mini southern tour before heading out to the western coast of Namibia. Mm-hmm. But what they mainly come and do here is come and catch fish. You know, they they there's a lot of fish in our oceans, different types of fish. And that that time it's the Kapalio run. Uh, so they have a lot of Kapalustienbras that they come and catch around here, and just have a ball of a time. You know, Namibians uh, love the outdoor mm-hmm. life. Um, the Namib- Namibians life. You know, your barbecue by place. <laughs> And poiki course, and you know, those are the things that white South Africans enjoy here. You know, the safety mm. as well in our country is a big aspect mm. for tourists. So yeah, the, those are those are main, the main thing that they come and do around down around about here. But going back to our own people, you know, the black South mm. Africans started exploring Namibia. For them, uh, you know, South Africa is a big hype of movement and too many activities, and some people want to just unwind and come and relax. So I had a few a few of our own. People coming from South Africa, you know, you find direct flights from Joburg or from Cape Town straight to Wolfish mm. Bay. They want a small weekend away. So there's a lot of activities to do for them here and just relax and do activities and just unwind from the busy life of Jersey and Cape Town, mm. and, you know, part of those bigger towns and cities in South mm. Africa. And and the one thing about coming to, and I, I've been calling it Walvis Bay. Apparently it's not Walvis Bay, everyone, it's Valvis. It's an African Walvis. Walvis Bay. Walvis Bay. <laughs> I learned something when I was in Namibia. <laughs> exactly. So, so one thing I, about coming there though, is that your guys, you can't be swimming in that ocean because that water is like icy cold. Yeah. Our water you know, our, our current comes from the Benguela current, which is a, a very cold current. Our water mm-hmm. mainly is around about 10, 11 degrees Celsius. You know, uh, it, it doesn't matter how hot it is in the coastal areas. I mean, I remember a few months ago, we hit high hot temperatures up to 45 degrees Celsius. It was cooking, blazing. I felt like I was in Uppington that day, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. those weeks. So, but <laughs> our water remained cold. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know these 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 famous fishing I mean not fishing but swimming areas where we go and swim regardless uh, of what the weather is you know 
But I know you, you were scared of the cold water. You're a typical black lady. <laughs> Yo, but I need to tell people when I can, because when I packed for this trip, I was thinking desert. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, ah, man, it's a new year, it's yeah. hot. And then I get to the yeah, coast, like yeah. Sokop Moon, Valkyrie Bay, and Hi, Shemi, I was losing my yeah. ass off. Mm-mm, mm-mm, it was cold. <laughs> yeah, no, one, one thing about what well, we, well, we always advise clients when you come to the coastal areas, prepare all seasons, you know, when you, mm. you get your little bikinis, shorties, and get your, you know, nice lecker, warm jackets because we got four seasons in one day here. Monday. You know, we have the sun, we have the mist, we have the fog, and then we have a beautiful mm. blue sky. And it's just... But you know, you find a lot of amazing weathers or weather in Wolfish yeah. Bay mainly because we get more sun here than Swakop Moon. The only thing that is unpleasant about Wolfish Bay is obviously the wind because we're surrounded by by sand dunes and uh, mm. sometimes when the wind blows, it's a little bit of a small mini sandstorm. But you know, it's mm. good for your face. It's a nice facial scrub, you know, natural facial scrub. <laughs> Yo, free, a free facial, yes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kenneth, I know there's lots to see and do in Namibia, ne? but what would you suggest as like, must do highlights for a first timer who has seven days to spend in Namibia? Now, this person has uh, quite a bit of a budget. Uh, so I don't know, what would you say are the must do highlights if I've got seven days to spend in, in Namibia and not seven days like our seven days was packed, but a proper like chilled seven day holiday? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, what we normally do, we have different packages that we offer. We have our seven-day packages, 12-day, you know, it goes according to what the client wants. For the first time, uh, we've got seven days, which is really less to visit Namibia. You need actually more than that. I agree. For seven days, I would suggest that, yeah, I suggest that you do uh, Sources Flay, which is in the south of Namibia, where you find most of the high dunes uh, in Sources Flay. There's a lot of type of activities that you can do there, you know, like go to the dead valley and see the dead trees, old trees around that valley, um, mm. you know, climb one of the highest dunes, dunes there, which is Big Daddy. I hope you did, did that as well. <laughs> I did, there was no time. I wanted to. There was no time. I'm kidding. I would not yeah. have gone up there. It was so hot. Yeah. So <laughs> All right. <clears throat> From there, you travel down to, to, to the coastal areas of Namibia, which is Wolfish Bay, Swakop Mund. Um, we spent another probably two days here whereby you, you know do your, your local activities like your sandwich harbor, your boat cruise. You can do the living desert tours and learn about the little five that lives in the desert, you know, do quad bikings and just unwind and relax and enjoy our desert. Um, you know, we proceed normally from Sokop and Wolfish Bay, we proceed for day, say day five and six, we proceed to Etosha. It's one of the musty areas in Namibia. It's one of the biggest parks in Namibia as well, where you find a variety of animals, your elephants, your giraffes, your lions, mm. you know. So it's, it's, it, that's, that's the packages we offer for those seven-day tours. So you get to mm. see the south of Namibia. Uh, you get to see the coastal areas of Namibia. You get to see the north-central part of Namibia, which is the Tosha National Park. So it is mm. it's a hype of seven-day activity that you can cover a lot of, lot of activities, a lot of, see mm. a lot of things. See a lot of yeah. animals in those seven days. So now, Kenneth, um, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot with this question, but what you've just described now, if I want to experience all of that in, uh, for, for that seven days, what's the minimum budget that I should at least have in my pocket? 
Look, what we do is when we make tailor tailor made packages like this one, uh, like the seven day packages, is uh, we cover all cost in this in these packages. That's mm. your pickup from the airport, your accommodation in Bentuk, uh, your your meals, uh, your transfers to to sources play, uh, your activities there, your park fees. Uh, and then from there, you 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 travel to Wolfish Bay, do the activities here, and uh, go to Etosha. We're talking about plus minus uh, starting mm. capital for a single tour tourist or a solo tourist, around about seventeen thousand or seventeen thousand rands or a million dollars, you know, in that range for for a solo traveler. You know, it it For's, might sound like Sheesh, too no, much. No, it, it actually doesn't sound like it's too much because yeah, i'm just yeah. thinking this is seven days and it includes activities and yeah. um does it include accommodation or no yeah it includes your accommodation it includes yeah. your vehicle it includes mm. your a, a guided tour it includes your meals so this is a mm. whole tailor-made yeah. package you just come That's with your Louis Vuitton luggages, <laughs> get into a nice fortune get a, a, a good guide like kenneth and have yeah. a fun seven days around Namibia, you know. So yeah, that is it's quite, that it's quite is awesome. not that is not a bad price at all. That is actually really good, given what I've yeah. seen. And and uh, when you say it, it includes meals, does it include my Kapana experience? Uh, okay. <laughs> if, if if obviously obviously <laughs> it will include your Kapana experience at at where we were, like you know, it was like Strand Hotel. So we 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 give an option of whereby you know either we include dinner in the package, or the oh. client wants to pay his own dinner, um, you know. So it definitely does include the kapana experience. <laughs> yes. Please tell people what is the kapana experience because that was one of my highlights. <laughs> All right, kapana is um, it's a local word that we use. Basically, it's a it's a township market. It started from the township markets like in Katutura. Uh, where the black people live, uh, it's 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 like a sisa nyama thing in South Africa, you know, mm. whereby people get fresh meat from 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 farms, you know, beef, and it's cut in little stripes and it, it's put on the barbecue stand where it's cut it, cut in little blocks, and you mm. eat from the barbecue stand with your little kapana spice, which is barbecue spice. So they make like salsa sauce for you, and you know, if you want some greens, you got your greens there. Mm-hmm. Pop and place a nice uh, experience in Namibia. Yeah, no, it is lovely. And I think everyone who comes should definitely try it. And just talking about food in Namibia, um, what's like a typical Namibian thing to eat? Is it beef? Is that the one thing you guys eat or what else? <laughs> Namibians are crazy about meat. We are mini carnivores here in Namibia. <laughs> <laughs> You know, our typical dish will be your, you know, your puppet place or a nice barbecue with some little roaster broiki, you know, little roasted bread. Um, so, but we are all about our beef, you know, we love our beef. Mm. In fact, Namibia is one of those top countries, if not the top exporting country of beef in Southern Africa. Our beef mm. is a, a great, A plus great beef. So yeah, we will about our meats. We love our meats. Yeah, I know definitely, and I loved it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was just delicious. So, just talk a bit about Sandwich Harbor, the special because that was I don't I can't do. I think Sandwich Harbor was like 
because you kept every time we kept seeing we kept saying wow on the way there you were just saying ah this is nothing this is nothing wait till you get to you know this part of sandy chava yeah so tell everyone yeah, and, and when yeah. we got to that part i was like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing i have ever seen in my life so just tell everyone what what sandwich harbor is and why it's so special all right sandwich um sandwich harbor is uh it's a place called uh, south of uh, south of wallfish bay rough, around about 60 kilometers south of wallfish bay sandwich harbor is uh, an area also that is under the unesco uh, it's also under unesco mm. it's also one of those um what do you call it? One of the most important areas in Namibia. Sandwich Harbor basically is famously known because of its uh, dunes and the Atlantic Ocean. It's the only place in the world for hundreds of kilometers where the Atlantic Ocean and the oldest desert in the world, which is Namib Desert, meets. Mm-hmm. So that makes it very special. It's also uh, part of the World Heritage Sites. We got, uh, I think, three or two World Heritage Sites in Namibia, Sandwich Harbor being one of them as well. What makes this place beautiful, I mean, uh, spectacular, or what makes it breathtaking is the scenery, the view of the oceans and the desert mm. meeting. And, you know, uh, you find the lagoon in Sandwich Harbor, which, you know, if you, if you stand on top of the lagoon, you see this beautiful um, lagoon that is, you know, it looks like it's, it's going into the ocean or it's meeting the ocean, but it's just, it's just the view is just amazing, you mm. know. Um, we obviously did some dune drivings in, in, in the Sandwich Harbor where we call it the roller coaster, right? Which which you, you probably do with your <laughs> eyes closed most of the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, what 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 makes it special is just it's it's one of those places where you need when you want calmness in your soul, when you want to, you know, just get away from the world, that's the right place to visit because of the mm. spectacular view, the dunes, the surroundings. You know, um, landscaping is very beautiful. So yeah, it's it's a magical place, definitely. So yeah, and 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 this is one of those places that you have to do with a guide. You can't go on your own and just drive in your own car. Hundred percent, because you need a four by four and an experienced person to drive definitely, there in those dunes. Definitely, yeah. Our sandwich harbor dunes are one of the highest dunes in Namibia that we have as well. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's shifting dunes, so it's not every day, especially when the it changes the shapes of the dunes and stuff like that. We as guides have uh, been driving there for years. We got very good knowledge of the area and experience of, of driving in the dunes. You know, it's just not deflating your tires, putting your car in four by four, and you hit the road into Sandwich Harbor, into the dunes of Sandwich Harbor. Uh, you know, you find mm. slip face dunes where you go like 60 degrees down a dune, which is roughly nearly, what, 200 meters high. And one mm. needs to have experiences if, if your cars move side to side, what, what will you do? So mm. it's only for the experience like Kenneth over here. <laughs> uh, we know the area very well. Yeah, we'll bring you back in one piece for you to have a like a pana for dinner and all that, you know. So yeah, don't try yeah. it. As they say in the movies, don't try this at home, you know. <laughs> except for that, um, if you find those clients that want to have a, a an experience of driving in the dunes, we do what we call self drives. Obviously, uh, whereby you come with your vehicle, uh, you know, and you, you drive behind us. We guide you into the park. We guide you into areas uh, where the dunes are not as high as the ones that we did when you were here. 
Um, so mm. you could have that off, off-road experience of driving in the dunes and driving in the areas of Sandwich Harbor. So we also mm. cater for that, you know. So if, if you have your own 4x4 and you want to have that experience, we do what we call guided tours and you drive behind us and we lead you, you know, we, we teach you the tricks and everything in Sandwich Harbor. Awesome. And then just speaking of a 4x4, there's one of my listeners who sent a question saying that they've been allocated a Toyota Fortuna for collection in Namibia when they land and they'll be go- going to Desert Grace. I don't know what Desert Grace is. Maybe you know. And he yeah. was, she was asking if the, the car is suitable for, for that drive. 100%. Um, Toyota Fortunas are most of the vehicles that are used by rental companies. Are most of the vehicles that are used by us as tour operators as well. They are four by fours. Uh, they have a great ground, ground clearance. It's basically a, a, a SUV or a Hilux SUV, as you may say, you know, the luxury mm. the Hilux. But, but um, it's a very good off-road car. It's reliable. It's good on fuel. Um, it's a very strong car. You can take it off-road. You can do it on-road. You can go with it into the desert. Uh, so it's, mm. it, it is it is a, a great, great car to tour around with Namibia, definitely. I'll recommend it with five stars. Okay. Um, all right. And then on the, on the Sandwich Harbor, just one question there. If the person decides to fly to Valfes Bay for the weekend and they just want to do their mm-hmm. own thing, but they want to use you to go to Sandwich Harbor maybe on the weekend and have, you know, that nice lunch experience that we had when we came down from, yeah. the, from the dunes. That yeah. was amazing. So if for an experience like that, just going to Sandwich Harbor, on a, on a Saturday and then having that lunch down there, what 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 would that cost? Sorry to ask about money, but my 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 listeners want to know about money. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, <laughs> yeah, the Benjamins. Uh, we mm-hmm. we got different prices, uh, you know, that we have. Uh, we got our local Namibian prices. That's for the local Namibians. Uh, why we started making local prices was because we wanted Namibians, I just need to explain before I give you the your prices, we yeah. wanted Namibians to experience their own country, also experience what international and Sadek residents, or African residents, I mean, uh, guests come and experience in their own country. So mm. we, we make different prices. Um, our Namibian prices will be normally uh, $950 per person. Mm. Uh, that includes the whole four hour, four and a half hour experience to Sandwich Harbor, the picnic and you know the whole works. Um, mm. Then we have our Sadek prices, which is one thousand three hundred. That's for Sadek residents. But I, I also offer these prices not only for Sadek residents, but you know for why I name it Sadek residents because we get most of our clients from Sadek. But um, mm. of lately, we've been getting clients as far as Nigeria, Kenya. Mm. Also offer them the same prices as well, which is one thousand three hundred. So let's call it an African price per se. Mm. Um, mm. Then you have your international rates, uh, which we obviously offer for international guests coming from abroad. Um, so that's uh, one thousand seven hundred Namibian dollars, which is you can make it two thousand, man. Make it two thousand. They've got Charge money. Them. Yes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the experience is different, eh? Mm, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I think I think that's 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 cool, uh, Kenneth. But you must remember that the Namibian one Namibian dollar is equal to one South African rand. So we must also get Namibian dollars, Namibian price. Yeah? Hey, your, your, your economy is stronger than ours, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Right, so Deadfly, you said that we should not touch the trees when we are there. Why is that a thing? Look, these trees are a few, a couple of years old. It's over 100 years old, probably 200 years old in those areas. And uh, we're trying to protect the echo, mm. I mean, the, the you know, trying to protect these trees from any harm or any, you know, you find, you find guests that climb on the tree and it might break a branch, you know, you're breaking down yeah, a branch I mean, of a tree that is very, very sure. old. And what would, you know, the next generation won't have anything to come and, come and, come and, come and view or enjoy as you are enjoying as well. Um, mm. So it is very important for us to, 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 to protect um, our environment. And that, that's part of the biggest, biggest um, areas where clients travel from abroad just to come and look at those beautiful, although they're dead, but they're still amazing and it's, it's, it's eye-catching and it's beautiful. So while we don't allow clients to touch them or climb on them, it's just to protect them from harm, you know, and, and, and mm. to, to preserve them for the next generation to come and view and also enjoy the spectacular view of these trees in Dead Valley. So Kenneth, <laughs> one other question. If I, if I want to do more of a cultural experience, where mm-hmm. would you suggest I go in Namibia? All right. Um, we have different cultural experiences in Namibia. We have different areas where you can obviously experience these uh, experiences. Um, when we go to 12 Fontaine, uh, you find the Damara cultural uh, village. Uh, it's the local people that live in that area. Um, mm. If you don't want to travel far, like too deep north, north, northwest, where Opua is, Opua is home to our beautiful Himba people, the the most indigenous people that are still living in Namibia are called the Himba people. Uh, the ones that you see, they don't wear the ladies don't wear any clothes on top; they wear skin clothes and they have red mud, and you know those are the Himba people. Um, if you go to the <clears throat> if you go to the east of Namibia, you find the Bushman cultural areas where you can you know showcase the Bushmen. You find the Tswana. Tswana is a part of past part. I mean, part of Namibians as well, although they come from Botswana. You find the Hero mm-hmm. cultural uh, village, which is just central of Namibia. It's around about twenty five kilometers uh, just before Chivarongo. Chivarongo is a central town in Namibia. So mm. if you want, uh, you know, there's different cultural villages and all over Namibia. So you, you, you get to experience mm. everything in Namibia. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So that's also an option for someone who just really just wants to do or infuse yeah. a cultural ex- experience. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Awesome. We, 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 so, do, we do get, we do get those, sorry for cutting. We do get uh, mm. tours like that. People want to do cultural tours, although the experience going to Namibia, but they also want to do cultural tours and stuff like that. Mm. Okay, yeah. so one of the places that we went to was, uh, oh, one, one of the things that we did was a boat cruise. So mm. maybe just share that uh, what 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 we got to see on on that cruise, and because it's, I think I think it was a nice nice addition to the itinerary as well. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. We we uh, one of our activities or the main activities, one of the main activities in Bowfish Bay. Or the coastal areas will be a dolphin uh, or whale boat cruise. Uh, we normally start that cruise um, around about nine o'clock in the morning because most of the time we do what we call a combo. 
a combo is a combination of doing the boat cruise in the morning and then in the afternoon after 12 or 12.30 when the boats return, you, go, you head out to Sandwich Harbor. With the boat cruise, it's a very beautiful experience. You know, you go on a what we call catamaran boats um, into mm. the Wolfish Bay, uh, Bay area of Wolfish Bay. Uh, these cruises take you through the Bay area all the way to where the Pelican Peninsula is, where you find a, a lighthouse and uh, the second largest seal colony in Namibia. You, it's also an educational tour as well. You get taught about mm-hmm. the marine life uh, around the areas mm-hmm. of Wolfish Bay. Uh, you'd get taught about how the animals react, like the seals and you know mating seasons and all that. You 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 mm-hmm. also get come across some dolphins as well. As in your experience, you saw some beautiful dolphins here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you miss the whales. Uh, it's not always that you find whales in our oceans, but uh, lately there's been a few whales. So uh, mm-hmm. you get taught about the marine life. Uh, you know, get to see beautiful marine animals. You know. Uh, and on top of that, you get to have a nice meal, oysters on the boat with some bubbly mm-hmm. and snacks and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> the Talking about oysters. Africa. <laughs> hey, we ate those oysters. Those oysters yeah. were like the most delicious I have ever tasted. <laughs> you, 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 guys those, are first, nice. you guys are my first clients ever. That I've seen eating so much oysters are you guys. You know, you get you guys broke the record of eating oysters. <laughs> and we were traveling solo, so we didn't even have, you know, any people to <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Be careful if you go back home, don't try that. <laughs> then you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that um people were going crazy about was um well, it was really more of an accommodation thing. We went to, um, where is this place that we went to? When we were going to Sausage Play, our base yeah. was... Um, Quasi Lodge. Lodge. They loved yeah. Quasi Lodge. They yeah. also um, loved Skeleton Coast, but we'll talk about Skeleton Coast just now. So yeah. Quasi Lo- Dunes, yeah, Quasi Dunes Lodge, you would, yeah. I mean, if you were to go and stay there, then you could stay there, but still do sources play for your day trip mm-hmm. and all the activities around yeah. sources play, right? Mm-hmm. That would be that would be a nice base for that. Yeah. But but Skeleton Coast, that's far. Do you ever get people that want to go to Skeleton Coast? Look, um, the Skeleton Coast has different uh, areas to visit. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you guys went to uh, <clears throat> Shipwreck Lodge. Shipwreck Lodge, yeah, you guys went to the Shipwreck Lodge, which is quite a, a, few, a little bit far from 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 Swakopmund, mm-hmm. but it's oh. worth the drive. I mean, the mm-hmm. beauty in that area, you experience it yourself. It's mm-hmm. it's really worth the drive. Uh, for those that don't want to be long on the road, like uh, you know, a few hours on the road, obviously you can fly in, which is a few minutes or if max an hour from Swakopmund to Skeleton Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. Skeleton Coast is one of those musty areas in Namibia. You know, you find the shipwrecks along the coastline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you drive past the largest hill colony in Namibia. And mm-hmm. it's just a different diversity or diverse uh, landscape from, from, from mm-hmm. what you see in the south of Namibia coming up the coastal area. Although mm-hmm. it's part of the coastal area, you know, you, you find your Stanguish Harbor experience, which is dunes and dunes. And then you find... Mm-hmm in the semi-arid areas like in the in, in the skeleton coast. So yeah, mm. it, it's 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 worth 
it's worth that trip. It's worth seeing, mm. definitely. It's a different experience from, from other parts of Namibia. And the lodge itself is, is, is a beautiful, magnificent lodge. I mean, I saw it's your pictures when you, you, you know, it's, it's stunning and all that, you know. So. Listen, <laughs> we had so much fun there. We should have spent I, I a, a lot more time. So yeah. just talking about, um, so in the south, I'm thinking the south is your fish, your, your fish river canyon, which you said are your, yeah. the biggest canyons in, in in second Namibia, largest right? canyon in the world, the biggest in canyon the in world. Africa. Yes, second so, from the Grand Canyon, Namibia's Fish yeah. River Canyon is the second largest in the world and the largest largest in Africa. So now, how come we haven't gone to see it? <sighs> you guys want you guys want to go to Dubai and what 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 I you know. got Dubai next to you? Hey, I'm telling you. Okay, I'm um, next trip. I must go to 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 Fish River Canyon. So that's in the south. And then in the west, there's the coastal area, and then up north, skeleton coast, and so on. Yeah. What's yeah. in the east? What's there to see in the east? In the east of Namibia, you find the second desert, which is the Kalahari Desert in Namibia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a different landscape again. As I said, Namibia is very diversified when it comes to landscape. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few lodges as well in the east of Namibia. You know, a lot of people always want to have both experience of the Namib Desert. And the Kalahari mm. Desert, you know, yeah. you get to experience more cultural tours in the east of Namibia, like I mentioned earlier, the Tswana cultural tours, you know, the Bushman cultural tours. There's a lot of uh, beautiful lodges to visit, animals to visit. Uh, I mean, not to visit, but to view and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's 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 a different vibe from from the different vibe from the west. You know, it's all about landscape beauty. And just having that beautiful mm-hmm. Namibian experience, yeah. I, I have quite a, a bit of questions from um, my my listeners. One of okay. the questions was was them. One lady asked, "What are the requirements to get in or upon arrival?" And I guess I can answer this because I experienced yeah, it myself. Definitely, we just do that. yeah, we just needed to do a COVID a test before coming into Namibia. At first, I thought it was just like 40, 72 hours or something, but I saw like seven days. I saw something about seven days. You yeah. can do it within seven days and they accept it. So you have to yeah. present that when you land in Namibia. And obviously, you have to complete all those health forms. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then even when you fly back into South Africa, you have to do the test in Namibia and then submit, you know, uh, present that when you get to Oratambo. So one other thing, Kenneth, that you mentioned to us is that for some of your clients that are, you know, may, may not be in Swakop or Varfus Bay, you are able to get the mobile, you know, test for them to come in for, I don't know, those people to go and do the test where your clients are. Yeah. A bit about that. Um, yeah, we did uh, a few weeks, two weeks, three, back, three weeks back, I had a group of uh, 12 guys from Russia. So mm. um, before they left Namibia or before they were going to leave Namibia, they had to get uh, tested. But they were just scared that it would be they wouldn't make it on time to get their results back. So the mm-hmm. mobile teams um, that are doing tests around Namibia, uh, mm-hmm. they charge on how far it is from Vintuk because these guys drive from the capital city to wherever mm-hmm. you are. You are. They go to any lodge. They go to any destination around Namibia and get tested. Mm-hmm. Like my group, we just called. And we made arrangements to meet somewhere along the road. And this guy comes with his kit, tests mm. them. Um, th- around about, we got tested, uh, I think it was 11 o'clock um, a.m. Yeah. And uh, the same 
day around about eight o'clock uh, p.m. We got our results, and the next mm. day we just printed the results out at the lodge where we were staying. And mm. before they head to the airport, they got the results. So it's it's it's, it's it makes it easier for for travelers yeah. around Namibia. So you don't need to have gray hair about that one. Definitely. And the good thing about Namibia, well, unless it's it's peak uh, holiday season, there's not a lot of people. Where, so so it's it's like a natural social distancing country. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Namibia has, Namibia has a small population of two point four million plus people in a mm. very 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 big country. So uh, space around Namibia is is, is vast. And mm. you've seen traveling around Namibia, you know, going from one town to the other, you travel a few hundred of kilometers before oh, sure. you get the next to the next town. So that that's what makes Namibia unique. You you have your mm. freedom of space and just mm. beautiful views of landscapes mm. and beautiful people. Mm. When I was talking yeah. to someone else, um, and I was saying, No, I want luxury, da da da. da. And he was saying, what is luxury to you? He was asking me, what is luxury to you? And he says, because in a Namibian perspective, luxury to us is space, is that we give you space and we give you privacy as well. So there's lots of space in Namibia. Even the hotels that we stayed at, they were super amazing. They were super big, 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 big rooms. And in, in all the places that we went to. So there's no yeah. there's no space problem there. <laughs> 100, 100. Namibians, Namibians uh, you know, respect a person's privacy and stuff like that. That's why you have uh, international uh, actors like uh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Uh, they chose Namibia to come and give birth to their mm. first biological child because of that space mm. and privacy and mm. having their own freedom of movement and all that, you know. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Kenneth, I don't want to keep you for too long, but I do have some questions. Quick, quick, quick. <clears throat> so someone said, should I hire a car or can one get around with transport services? That is a shuttle. I don't see an Uber or, or a Didi or any um, yeah. e-hailing app service. What, what, how do people get around there? All right. Um, the shuttle services that you get in Namibia would mostly be from your, you know, from one town to the other town or from the airport to the main town of like Wolfish Space, Walk of Moon. Uh, mm. The best way to explore Namibia would obviously be either you rent a car and, you know, you do self-drives, what we call self-drives around Namibia. But, uh, you know, that's if you want to have your own space and you don't want to be with mm. your own people, just you and your family or friends. Uh, or you can rent, I, don't, I mean, or you can use services like ours. We are a tour company where we mm. buy we pick you up at the airport, we make use of our own vehicles and we take you around Namibia and tour around Namibia with you. That's something mm. that we do a lot with our tailor-made packages. So yeah, you got mm. you got your choices. You know, shuttles from from like going to remote areas like Sources Flay, uh, you don't find daily shuttles that much that drive in that area. You will have mm. to cater or, or, you know, get a private shuttle to do that for you. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, we always recommend that, you know, you can do self-drive tours or you can do tailor-made tours with, uh, with with a guided tour and vehicle, you know, mm. like the mm. one that we did for you guys. Okay, so there's a question here that says, would you advise to drive or to fly? It's really up to you, right? And whether you want to spend yeah. a lot of time on the road or you want to get there quickly. You know what? What if if you're coming to Namibia um, as a traveler? You know, we mm. have a beautiful country with mm. beautiful landscapes, a lot of things to do. Now, if you fly. You wouldn't see all this beauty now, would you? 
But when you drive, you would experience mm -hmm. nature. You would experience the beauty. You will just digest a lot of beauty after beauty, after beauty of landscapes and, you know, that the diversity mm -hmm. of changing landscape. You know, when you're driving for 100 kilometers, what you mm -hmm. see before and what you see after 100 kilometers is totally different. You know, you had an experience yourself. It's mm -hmm. like, are we still in Namibia or are we still in <laughs> The same area, you know, but you just mm. drive, drove for a hundred kilometers and it, mm. it wows you every time. Um, you find guys that don't want to be on the road for long. They just want to get to that area, do activities overnight, fly to the next area, do activities, you know. Um, yeah, it's everybody has his own choices, but um, mm. I would always recommend driving. You, you get to experience the, the real Namibian culture, the real Namibian diversity of beauty and landscapes that's different and all that. And get to experience mm. different cultures and different people, get to know the people around and, you know, just mm. have that local as lacquer experience in Namibia. Yeah. And someone was saying, where's the best airport to land if you want to experience both the desert and the sea? And I'm going to say Valfus Bay. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, you get flights straight from Joburg to Wolfish Bay or from Cape Town to Wolfish Bay. And lately, most international flights always connect through via Joburg to Namibia, you know, mm. so um, it's, it's viable if you just want to have a quick visit of the dunes and the ocean and for mm. a weekend or a short stay, it's definitely Wolfish Bay Airport, international okay. airport. Awesome. Yeah. So Venduk, you can go if you have got meetings there, but other than that, if you really want yeah, to be on, on, on exactly, a holiday, yeah. go to yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Venduk is always most of the time just a stopover for clients before we head mm. down either north or either down south. But uh, we, 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 I mean, if you don't have anything else to do in Venduk, it's best that you land in Wolfish Bay and start your route from Wolfish Bay, you know. Okay. So Kenneth, thank you so much. But um, how do we book with uh, Sandwich Dune Tours? How do we All book? Right. Last question. You, you guys, <laughs> you guys can book online. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we have a website which is www.sandwichdunetours.com.na, or you can mm -hmm. find us on our email, which is info at sandwichdunetours.com.na, or mm -hmm. you can reach us on our mobile numbers, which is also our our WhatsApp numbers. It's a uh, plus two six four eight one double five double three one nine two. Okay. Thank you so, so much. I will put those details on the description so people can get easy access to them so that they don't have to remember. But thank you so, so much for all your time thank and you. for all this valuable information. My people are going to be calling you. They're going to be WhatsApping you. They're going to be emailing you. And all I know Great is stuff. that um, I'm going to tell them when they must tell you that they were referred by Lelo. I, sure. so that so that I can secure my free uh, trip <laughs> definitely <laughs> I'm a man of my words so I'll keep to my words no worries about that dear. thank you awesome. very much for, for thank you so for, so much Kenneth much appreciated This episode of Chica Travel Podcast was proudly sponsored by Flight Center Life happens, let's travel Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will catch up again next week. But in the meantime, if you listen on Apple, please leave a review and comment. It helps other people find the podcast as well if you do that. So I appreciate that very much. And also you can find us on social media at Chica Travel Pod, hashtag Chica Travel Pod. Until next week, goodbye.